0: Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, 5 foot 2 and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is. Andrea
1: K.
2: Friday night. Yeah, it is. But it's not just any Friday, babies. Y'all know that today is Good Friday, and this is a special day. Uh, for Christians. And in fact, it's usually, it, it, historically in America, it's been a special day even for non-Christians because they got to take advantage of a day off. Right. Right? <laughs> no you, one complains <laughs> about a day off. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, even the people that don't like Christmas, on, a, uh, you know, the name, the word Christmas on a calendar, they sure like to have those days off, don't they, brother?
1: Hey, my belief system, it means I, as long as I get that day off, I'm good.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, glad to have you guys here with us, especially on this Good Friday. And we've got a great lineup of guests here for you. Of course, we're going to be doing what we do here on The Andrea K Show. We're going to be bringing you the hot topics, but there's no way that we can even talk about what's happening in the world and in America today without actually even talking about Christianity and religious freedoms because it's really religious freedoms behind which all other freedoms are protected. And so we've got a great lineup of guests for you guys. We've got our old friend Don Jans who's going to be back to talk about the Great Reset and what that means politically as well as uh, to Christians for our religious freedoms. And then we've got a first-time guest on the show. It's uh, Alex McFarlane. He is a pastor. Dude's written like 18 books. Um, So he's an author and religious and and cultural expert, and he's written a book called The Assault on America. So a perfect guest to have on for Good Friday. And of course, I got the man who's with me every night of the week is none other than DJ Potato Skins.
1: I'm going to actually exercise my religious freedoms today. No snazzy intro. Well, I'm very actually excited today because we're able to bring a special show to the listening audience yeah. and just tell them like it is.
2: Yeah. And, you know, at the, and I think, but I think we should wrap up the show with a little fun and talk about maybe your family's traditions uh, for Easter. I like
1: that. We did that on New Year's and I thought that, You know, it brings us a little bit more insight on uh, you know what you experience and also what I experience.
2: Yeah, and we get to share that with the people. And if they're bored or whatever, well, that's okay because we're not.
1: I'm always having a good time on the AK show,
2: right? I mean, we find ourselves in we entertain each other, right?
1: That's the whole reason we're here. (laughs) At least I thought it was. Um,
2: Yeah, well, uh, you know, this is um, it's it's sad for me to think that uh, today one of the things that came out in the news was that we no longer have a majority of Americans who go to church in this country. We probably don't even have a whole lot. We probably have a substantial amount of Americans who don't even know what Good Friday is. I would agree with that. Or going into Easter weekend. We know as Christians that this is the day in which our Lord sacrificed his life. For our sins, paid the price for our sins. It's a very
1: somber day. It's
2: an incredibly somber day. However, there is good news in the story, which is right. why it's called Good Friday. Because after he pays the price for our sins, he says, "Tetelestai." He says, "It is finished." It is finished. And we know that we have the promise that if those of us who believe in Jesus Christ uh, will uh, are forgiven of our sins, and whoever accepts him as their Savior uh, will not perish. Uh, but have eternal life. Have eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And that Easter Sunday. Uh, he has risen, and that that is a different day of celebration, but that 's the Easter weekend of which we go in and I feel like it 's a time in which we 're as Christians and also as Americans, in which not just to reflect the sacrifice of our Lord, but why this experiment of the great United States of America that was founded on judeo Christian principles and values, why these religious freedoms, even if you 're not a christian, why it 's important to appreciate this and hold uh, those values up and hold those values up, and it 's really important. And one, uh, you know, I, I want to talk about the intersection of your Christianity. A lot of Christians don't even bother to vote. They don't they you know, I don't think they really realize, of course, churches aren't supposed to be uh, getting political from the pulpit. But you can we you can't be op, maneuvering around America and not realize that there's a reason why that, that there is an attack on Christianity and religious freedoms in, in this country. Not all religious freedoms, but in particular, Christianity.
1: I mean, it even goes back to when people said whether you agree with it or not. Christians sat home when Mitt Romney was running and said, you know right. what, I'm not voting because he's Mormon. Right. And what did that do for us? It
2: did nothing because all that it's done is allowed the forces of the left with their Marxist agenda to continue to take root. And as we look at uh, Rona and what's going on there, uh, it's it's really a concern to me because coronavirus is being used to exploit the minds of Christians and ultimately this Marxist agenda is about replacing God with state.
1: Some that I know that I thought would not be on the other side of this thing.
2: Right. Uh, I, I don't know if you heard the story. There was a priest that called the cops on a pregnant young mother at mass. She still had the Eucharist on her tongue when the police came and hauled her out. Uh, we and, and we even have uh, too many churches that are, you know, I'm not sure what the difference is. I guess, you know, it, Church, I don't want to say it's the same thing as a church calling the cops on somebody, but why do we have churches following these um, man-made mandates as though though these governors are gods? You, You can't be, you know, even didn't Jesus bring welcome in the lepers? Yep. And we've got churches right. telling, telling its congregation that you can't come unless you've got a mask. Do you not get that these mandates are about replacing God with state? And, and, and here's what you need to understand is our founders understood that the most important freedom we had was our religious freedom. And it was based on the idea of natural law, that our rights come from God, not from man. And the second – and this is one of the reasons why our founders came here – the second that you believe your rights come from man – you're done. You're done. Because there's no right that they won't take away from you and you're willingly doing that. Tell me in the Bible where God, where man, it has the power over you to dictate your life. Now, we're, now uh, respecting government is one thing, but what we're talking about here with these mandates, it is no longer a crisis or an emergency. We are talking about Um, control devices of people.
1: As you and I talk about all the time, Andrea, if in the beginning people would actually take this seriously in the concept that you and I are talking about and stand up for their religious freedoms and their American freedoms, we would not be where we are today.
2: Right. I mean, we need more pastors of courage that understand that this COVID is a weapon for control to open their churches to 100% capacity with no masks or distancing. Uh, If you're fearful, stay home. But my Lord did not die on the cross for me to look to any here on earth as a guide over Amen. my life. My Lord didn't die on the cross for me so that I would live in fear of a virus. My Lord said, uh, and the Bible says, for, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. And we're talking about a virus with a ninety nine percent recovery rate, and there is there is nothing biblical about the infliction of emotional and mental, uh, you know, anguish on the psyches of Americans over a virus that has a ninety nine percent recovery rate. And let me tell you, if this was of the Lord, why would the Lord have perfectly designed our bodies, but then only to make our our, our ability to breathe a problem for us, to where now we got to put a diaper over our face? When did Adam and Eve did they, Did but before they bit the apple, was there some some way for them to fight a virus? Did they have a mask on the side of the ground that was in a plant somewhere for them to put over their face?
1: Not in any version of the Bible I remember.
2: Right. There's and, nothing biblical about this. And it
1: really makes me upset because, uh, I mean, you and I, we try and get the information out there. But the one thing you don't see in mainstream media, Andrea, is a lot of these natural health physicians, one that I have on my show on a frequent basis, that talks about the best way to combat this virus. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to 100% make sure that you don't get it, but you're going to get through it, is to boost your immune system. Like you and I talk about, that is the best way to make sure, right. is to make sure our, our bodies are in peak condition.
2: Right. Right. well uh, the lord designed our bodies and they're 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 and, and they're designed to heal we're designed to breathe Every, we were designed with a, with an immune system and um the uh, uh, and we were also designed uh to we're not we don't live forever we're mortal we know as christians we're supposed to put our focus on the kingdom not on here in this earth because we know that down here is a millisecond so for christians to be to be buying into the notion that i'm going to follow what some man tells me to do so that i'll live longer do, do we not understand that that as christians that we're supposed to give our, you know our life to to the lord we're supposed to to live our lives recognizing that when the lord decides to take us home he's, he's gonna taking take, us he's taking us home so, so my point in all this is that I believe that Christians uh, have have allowed themselves to be um, to be manipulated with their minds away from the Bible. I agree, absolutely away from the Bible. And uh, you know, you think about it. God gave us the ability to smile, and we're covering it up. God gave us as humans the need to give hugs to each other. There's a reason why we're able to feel a, sen- a sense of peace and satisfaction and happiness to receive a hug from a loved one, to embrace each other. And that is all being stripped of us. Our humanity is being stripped of us. You cannot tell me that that is biblical. In fact, it's not only biblical, it's the opposite of that. And you can, you can, you cannot if you still think as a Christian that any of this is biblical you've just you're allowing the enemy to corrupt your mind and it's got to be clear to you that what all of this is about is about the the left trying to find a way to replace the ultimate they've been trying to to deny us our, our our religious beliefs and the exercising of our Christianity for a while and they're just exploiting the American people for it and we've got and, and, and quite frankly it's actually sinful
1: it is and and, and the and the more you accept I really hope people listen to this. The more you accept and the more you tolerate from these politicians, the further they're going to go. And they will not. You can disagree with me. Do your research. They are not going to stop.
2: No, because this is this is about Marxism. And we all know what happens in Marxist, communist, totalitarianism, all these systems. You look at China. Um, what happens to Christians? What happens? One of the first things that they did uh, uh, in uh, Soviet Russia was they had to they had to criminalize Christianity and they had to shut down the churches. Ultimate persecution. Same thing. Same thing. Because you, they have to have you worship the state, and so we don't want to be judging anybody out there as a Christian. We understand the fear, um, but it's it's time for Christians to stand up, to stand up a, 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 in the way that the Lord would want us to stand up against this, to stand up for our religious freedoms. And it's now or never. And it's and it's now or never. And in fact, that's what what um, the, the Bible says. In, in in the in times there will be persecutions of Christians. I'm not going to say like Marjorie Taylor Greene that the vaccine. Passed passport is the mark of the beast but the mark of the beast is where you can't you can't manu- manipulate in society maneuver around society without showing you know that you're might you're, not you're necessarily be
1: that Andrea, but it would be a good for uh, first step towards that
2: absolutely and so right, right now is a time for christians to see see what's happening i also think that there's there's a mindset in christianity that says that well you know god's will and they don't feel like they have to be active because it's really i'm just going to give it up to the lord well i feel like part of our ministry and what we're expected to do as Christians uh, for our communities is to continue. It's it's part of it's part of your testimony, witnessing to people and, and standing up for Christianity and spreading the good word. And right now at Easter, you know, now more than ever, we need to be spreading the good word and what the Lord died, you know, died for, why He sacrificed. Uh, for for us and and, um, and and keep it keep it there because nothing that's going on with nothing this else matters well and nothing and, and nothing involved in this coronavirus is is biblical and now is a time maybe i guess what i'm trying to say ultimately is with easter sunday now might be a time for people to begin to reflect to get back to to the lord walk closely with him ter- stop listening to government bureaucrats you know the- as your as your spirit guide and your holy spirit and get back with the father son and the Holy Ghost. Fi- r- final thoughts in this segment.
1: Yeah, final thoughts. I know we got to take a break. Is I don't think I have prayed more in my life, Andrew, than probably. I know the pandemic, so called pandemic, has been going on for the last year plus. I have never prayed so much in my life just because of how things are being handled in the last six months. I feel closer to God now than I probably ever have, and I would just if if you feel like you maybe haven't been connecting with the Lord, you feel like your your life is kind of in disarray because of what's going on. I can't think of a better time to turn back to him than now.
2: Amen. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got a first-time guest on the Andrea K. Show. It's Alex McFarland, and he's going to be here to talk about uh, the devil, the enemy among us, and how it's taking root in this country. Stay tuned.
0: To follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show, and follow her on Facebook
1: and like her fan page at Andrea K, Kay. spelled K A Y E. Andrea K bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show on this Good Friday special edition. Before the break, DJ Potato Skins and I were talking about how this is an important time to reflect, obviously, on the sacrifice of our Lord, but also as to what's going on in this country and the attack on, on our relig- religious freedoms. And so as we were preparing for uh, this show, I had to invite on this guest. He hasn't been on the Andrea Kay Show before, but I thought, what a perfect guy to have on this Good Friday special. The guy who's written, I don't know, like looks like 925 books he's he's such a prolific author but he's actually written a book called the assault on america how to defend our nation before it's too late and i'm talking about alex mcfarlane and he joins me now hello alex welcome to the andrea K show
0: well, good afternoon, Andrea, and it's great to be on. I, I count it a great privilege, to so thank you for having me.
2: Well, thank you again for being here. Um, you know, we truly are in a battle of good versus evil in this country, and I never really thought in my lifetime that I would see it. I always thought, you know, everybody always says that we're in the end times, right? Well, I, you know, I really didn't think in my lifetime that I would see Literal satanic worship going on in celebrities. That's just one example of how the 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 enemy has taken root. But let's start with this story that broke this week with this rap dude with the satanic shoes. With with uh, the I don't even know what would what the what's the pendant what what's the symbol on there. Tell everybody there what this pentagram. the pentagram. I don't even know what that means, but we all know that this is satanic worship. And these shoes, he they were going to produce six hundred and sixty six of them. You know, right? And they were going to come with a drop of human blood this is literally we've arrived at satanic worship in the united states of america haven't we alex
0: we really have we we really have and if anybody had doubted that we are in a spiritual battle uh i mean my goodness the the shoes put out by um this design company plus the rapper montero lamar hill famously known as lil Nas x Mm -hmm. um the these shoes with a pentagram which is uh the the five pointed stars is really like a goat's head and it's long since associated with satanism uh goodness <laughs> you know the devil and darkness is getting very brazen at going after the souls of of all people but especially young people and america is embroiled in a spiritual battle and i'm just going to say it i, I love how Earlier in the the intro, you said Good Friday and, you know, the death and resurrection of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Andrea, I'm going to say it. America needs Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus is real. Uh, The empty tomb is real. I, I teach on Bible history, and one of the most documentable facts Of the ancient world is that Christ rose from the dead the only person ever to have conquered the grave Jesus rose from the dead and Jesus said whoever puts their faith in him will not only have their sins forgiven but you'll have a home in heaven you'll have eternal Mm -hmm. life and on the judgment day you will be spared if Mm -hmm. you have a relationship with Jesus Mm -hmm. now Satan who was cast out of heaven, and Satan has been at war with God for, you know, thousands of years. Satan is trying to deceive people, and these shoes are just uh, an example of why our nation so desperately needs to call out to God and return to the Lord.
2: Well, Satan is real, isn't he? Our Lord Jesus Christ yeah, was real. was real. That empty tomb was real. And Satan is real as as well. And he roams about like a lion looking to see who he can devour. And for, uh, for But answer to those, because I know you're in apologetics, which means that basically answer and, and, and explain. Explain to the people who say, oh, it's just a pair of shoes, Alex.
0: Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, a lot of people, it's so funny when you, when you talk about something like now, I can't believe it. Mr. Potato Head is being canceled. Mm-hmm. Dr. Seuss books are being canceled. One of the greatest American novels to kill a mockingbird, which is a novel against racism is being canceled.
2: Oh, I hadn't even but heard yes. that one. I hadn't even heard that one. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And
0: uh, but when you come down to something that that people should push back against the devil, oh my goodness, uh, you know it's, we are upside down. Mm-hmm. We, we're we're you know canceling out things that are actually very benign, and we're treating as insignificant things that are you know spiritually toxic. And I want to say to your listeners, yes. Satan is real. There, There is a real, evil, malevolent entity called the devil. There are also demons. And, you know, we often, as human beings, we, we tend to classify sin. We think, well, there's bad sin and there's, there's little white lies. But according to the Word of God and according to Jesus, sin is so serious Sin will condemn your soul. And Jesus said in, in Luke thirteen three that every person, if you want to go to heaven, not hell, you have to turn mm-hmm. from sin. And that's called repentance. In Luke thirteen three, Jesus said, if you don't repent, you will be lost. And so um, when people trivialize Satan or trivialize sin and say, oh, come on, man, it's just a pair of shoes, no big deal. No it is the, the the spiritual destiny of people is a big Deal.
2: I, can't, we, I, I we think I think it's kind of the biggest deal, right, Alex? Because you know what, we're not long yeah. for this earth here, okay? And there's a whole eternity that people need to be thinking out when you're as, as you're you as go. you were talking about uh, sin, and there is no good sin versus bad sin. In fact, I don't know if you're familiar with the Evangelism Explosion, but I you know um, I, I took oh, that yeah. course, yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking of all the ways that even Christians have already bought into. I mean, there there are there was a, a church school in New York that just recently sent home a directive that they're not to allow to use the terms mom or dads anymore um you know we uh-huh. we've even got uh, I think the Methodist Church is even allowing for gay gay ministers and gay pastors um you know we've oh, yeah. we've got in my opinion I, I, I in my open and you can disagree with me if you'd like but I think it's I think it's sinful for churches to continue to capitulate to these governors acting as God with all of these Amen. mandates uh, and and I think that you know that's re- re- replacing God with state and my Lord didn't die on the cross so that so that some government bureaucrat named Fauci could decide for me how I should live my life. That's between me and my Lord.
0: Preach it, sister. i so thrilled to hear you say this. Yeah, I, and I'm with you. And, uh, you know, I, I will say this. While we, we can point out the things that are spiritually wrong with our country, and we should— I want to remind everybody that that our God answers prayer. Our God has all the power and all the ability and all the wisdom. We serve the God who conquers the grave. And you know what? While I'm deeply concerned for America, I am gravely concerned for the future of this country. Mm -hmm. I believe in revival. And the Bible says that if we are to uh, call on God, confess our sins, he will hear from heaven. God can forgive our sin, will heal our land, that's Second Chronicles 7.14. And the word revival, um, as I'm sure you know, but the word revival means a return to life. And the source of life is, is God. And God loves us. And to everybody listening to this program right now, I want to promise you, Jesus is as close by as a prayer. And if you will call out to Christ and say, Lord, I need you in my life. Jesus, I am sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Lord, help me. If people call out to God sincerely Mm -hmm. and let the Lord take control of their life, not only will their sins be forgiven, their soul can be saved their life will change Andrea, I am living proof that the Lord Jesus changes lives and I, and and the Lord can change our nation and we need to call on him that's you know broadcasting writing traveling speaking i got I got one button on my keyboard and that's America turned back to Christ
2: yeah. Yeah. Is that part of what you talk about in the assault on on America, how to defend our nation? Because that's one of the things that so many Christians I know are sitting back, okay, so what do we do? We've only got a minute left. How do we defend this nation as Christians?
0: Sure. Well, you know, for one thing, I think we need to admit that there's a problem, and uh, pastors need to really preach. And and I want to encourage pastors. I mean, I've spoken in 2,000 churches. Look, pastors, be bold. You need to call out sin, and you need to call people to come to Christ. But, Andrew, we also need to know our history. We need to know that America was founded on biblical principles. America was founded on Christian ideals, and we cannot let our kids and the future be Uh, Stolen Away by Revisionist History. Um, I'm going to do a webcast, if I can mention this, on Thursday night, April 8th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, Just go to my website, alexmcfarland.com, and sign up. It's free. And I'm going to do a webcast with Q&A Thursday night, April 8th. We're going to talk about the pathway to revival in America.
2: Well, we desperately need it. God bless you so much, and thank you for being here, and I hope you have a very Merry Easter. Happy Easter,
0: and let's visit again soon.
2: All right. Thank you so much. All right. Y'all stay let's tuned. You thank you. We got more coming up. We've got a fan favorite, Don Jans, who's going to be here, who wrote the book, The Road to Tyranny. He's going to be talking about the Great Reset and what that means for Christians as well as we roll into Easter weekend. So come on back.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan
1: page at Andrea K, Kay. spelled K A Y E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer, San Diego.
2: Ooh, good tune there. Not necessarily Easter music, but that's okay. I like. Who is that? Is that uh, Stevie Dan?
1: Sounds like it. I actually just randomly found it in our system, but uh, I'm guessing Steely Dan. <laughs> okay,
2: good. maybe Don Jans knows. He kind of knows everything, right? Hey, Don Jans, welcome back to the show. You know, you know what band that is? I do not. Oh, ta- you don't know? Wow! You know, my
3: knowledge is so limited in
2: music. <laughs> now
1: it's time for Stump Dan- Don Jans. Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> Who remembers I that show? A piano. Well, you you gave yourself a. You have a piano. I did, yes Wow, do you, you actually play the piano? I've always wanted to learn to play the piano, but I've got fingers like the size of, um, you know, Chiclet gum, so I can't play the piano. What do you? What do you play? What song?
3: Well i just a bunch of stuff I'm going through this this beginner book I used to play as a child uh-huh. and then just relearning and it's it's really a lot of fun
2: well, good, maybe
3: Don and
1: play all of our bumper music I, I, live
3: I, yeah i hope I hope that individual right is not taken from me.
2: well, it depends on how good you are because quite frankly, as I've had to endure piano recitals and other recitals of nieces and nephews and p- kids throughout the years there's sometimes it's criminal when some people pick okay. up an an instrument. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, but th- I was thinking about under the great re- uh, under the reset I uh, might I might just be told I can't do this anymore.
2: Well, has there not been historically though to where um where it, it, com- regimes whether authoritarian totalitarian would you know pick, pick your your dictator type regime to where they controlled the arts and music and yeah. and, and theater and, st- yeah. and such?
3: Absolutely, and and it's a really interesting study in in Russian history, because because Lenin, under the czars, the Russians had a fantastic um, um, a community of artists, great authors, great great dancers, great composers, and and um, uh, Lenin cut it all off.
2: Wow. Wow. Well, you know, um, maybe it's because he didn't want to. You know, he he didn't want to be forced to have to read it because you know, if I'm not into the Russian authors, I think it's like a you know, I've got ten fingers in bamboo before I try to want to read you know any any more of Proust. My days of trying to read Proust are behind me. Um, Let's talk about the Great Reset, you know, because it was actually Potato Skin's idea to do this topic on Good Friday, um, and I was like, gee, you know, it's been a while since I delved into this topic. I, I you know I knew. It was part of the World Economic Forum, but you know, you know, it's like shock and awe of the news cycle. And, and Skins was like, "Look, this has Christian. This has implications for us as Christians. Tell everybody, remind everybody what the Great Reset is, and what we should be concerned about with this. You know, as, as in terms of a nation as well as Christians."
3: The the Great Reset. I like to think of it in this way. It is just a continuation of Marx. Uh, Marx told us that we must have a great reset. I don't know if people understand that or not, but that's exactly what he said. He said we must get rid of all borders. We have to have a one world government, all under communism. And in order to accomplish this, we have to destroy the current uh, institutions and rebuild it from the ground up. This is basically what the, what the um, World Economic Forum is telling us in this Great Reset. And what they are telling us in addition to that is that right now, this so-called pandemic, this China virus, is an extreme, is a wonderful opportunity and we can't miss it. We must take advantage of it. It has dire implications for the nation the United States because it would essentially do away with all nations. We would all be under one world government. This is one of the reasons they hate um, uh, Trump so much, is because Trump based a lot of his policies, a lot of, a lot of what he was trying to accomplish, on nationalism. And the uh, Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, is totally, totally opposed to that. As a Christian, it has extreme dire um, consequences, because the communists, the Great Reset, World Economic Forum, all of these people say you cannot have Christianity, You, especially, especially those of us who are Bible-based Christians, because mm-hmm. our allegiance goes to God way before it ever goes to the state. And under any type of communist authoritarian government, whether it's a world government or a national government, the state has to be number one. And atheism is an absolute criteria mm-hmm. for what this great reset is about and for what communism is about
2: well when i when i i was just had a flash you know i've been thinking about everybody's been talking about this vaccine passport and you know what a perfect you know way for, for this great reset this world organization um to you know maximize coronavirus by saying well we have to we if we want to fly internationally if we want to travel internationally if we want to do global business we all have to everybody around the world has to be has to be vaccinated and has to the the vaccine passport which you and i know as christians um that you know um that's i I don't want to say that i think marjorie taylor Greene was onto something when she said that this is kind of the equivalent of the mark of the beast because if you're not going to be allowed to go into a grocery store and buy toilet paper if you don't present these credentials that's no different than than the mark of the beast it's also no different um from in in many ways from what happened in Germany, where, you know, um, where you had to you um, you had to show uh, your papers, please. Right. And, you know, and then the Jews had to have, you know, um, had to present. I, I don't remember the whole progress on that with the papers, but ultimately they ended up getting marginalized and marginalized because you're you become a second class citizen. And then ultimately, it was we got to put you in concentration camps for your own protection. And that's where this is going, isn't it?
3: Yes, it is. Uh, the Jews had to wear the star, the Star of David, but that the, yellow star. But didn't they also have to
2: show them. a passport, papers?
3: Oh yes, they, they would. They would have to. They would have to prove who they were. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly enough, Klaus Schwab, who happens to be the head of this whole World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. he had them put out this advertisement, and in the advert, which is nothing but propaganda, of course, and in this mm-hmm. propaganda, piece, um, he said a couple of things that, that that are absolutely fascinating. He said, number one, you won't own anything, no cars, no houses, um, even your clothes. You won't you won't own anything, wow. and you will like it. Then he said, and you won't have any privacy, wow. and you will like it. So this idea of of a, a vaccination passport comes into this whole concept of you won't have any privacy. We, who are the elite, must know where everybody is at every time so we can determine whether or not they are in some sort of a uh, uh, rebellion against our world economic power. So Klaus also said something else, Andrea, that was so fascinating because we hear this, we've heard these same terms throughout the campaign, to the Democrat Party campaign especially, and even now with this whole thing of of redoing our city governments and getting rid of our police forces and so forth. And Klaus Schwab told us, he said that this pandemic, and and what an opportune time for this to come in, and the more you Mm -hmm. study it, the more you start to believe that this truly was something that was planned. It didn't just happen. But he told us, he said, the pandemic represents a rare window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world.
2: Wow. And in some of the details on that was it, all aspects of our societies and our economies, from education to social contract tracks and working conditions. And the idea that the plan is is that we own nothing. That you know the old communes, right? You own nothing. Everything's community. Nobody has any individual. There's no individualism. You're not allowed to. Uh, wasn't there a commercial in the '80s that Wendy's had? It was supposed to be like the fashion, and now we have Swimwear, and everybody and every outfit was the same. Now we have evening wear. And and it was and it was the same outfit. I mean, this is and and it was a joke back in the eighties when Wendy's did this commercial, but that's really what the plan is. It's to it's to basically strip everybody. It's almost like Marines or or military when they go into boot camp. Your head is shaved, everybody everything's uniform, you have no individual identity, and you gotta follow the chain of command or you're gonna be, you know, thrown in the brig or hung for treason. How's my analogy?
3: It, it, it just goes it just goes on and on and on and right. on as to how this is a world communist uh, movement. Yes. Um, interesting. Some of the people who are on the board, if I might take a minute and
2: mention a couple of them. Real quick, I think uh, we've, we've got have, about we have, a minute left.
3: Yeah. OK, well, we have Mark Beinoff, who's the CEO of Salesforce. We have uh, uh, Christina Freeland, who's the minister of finance for Canada. This is an interesting Ort Gadish, who is chairman of Bain and Company. Remember Bain and
2: Company, Romney.
3: Romney. Uh, we have um, uh, the head of the IMF, uh, the Washington um, division of IMF, Al Gore, mm-hmm. Christine Lagarde, who's the, of course the head of the uh, European Central Bank. Jack Ma from, Ali, uh, from Alibaba. Reef, the president of MIT, Rubenstein, who's the head of the Carlyle Group, and uh, a guy by the name of Min Zhu, who happens to be the head of the National Institute of Financial Research for the um, uh, Republic of China. And we also find that John Kerry is very, very much involved with mm-hmm. the happenings of the world economic yeah. forum as well,
2: and you know who else was that I found interesting was Prince Charles, and how fitting, Prince right? Oh, oh, that it, it, because yes. you know think about you poor Brits over there. You know it's it, this is the old. It's very similar the has versus the have nots. And you, any of you Democrat voters who actually think that the Democrat Party is going to be the party that's going to shrink the wealth gap, you ain't seen nothing. You ain't seen any gap yet between the elites and the and the little peasants and you see that this enacted around the world. But you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's coming if this isn't stopped. And that's why they had to stop Trump. Um, Don Jans, you yeah. always bring such amazing insight and clarity, and you educate us so much on these issues. And uh, uh, Don's books are The Road to Tyranny and Brushfires of Freedom, right? Yes. So thank you for that. And Google, Google, yeah, my, and get and those my books.
3: website. People might find that interesting. That oh yeah. All you have to do really is search. Is just go and, on any on any engine. Just search Don Jams and, yep. and my website will come up.
2: They haven't gotten rid of Don yet off the internet. So get him while you can. <laughs> and get and get every book that you get. Get a hard copy of the book. Don't be downloading stuff on your Kindle because let me tell you that's a, that'll be one way in which they're going to start canceling out all kinds of books. All right, stay tuned. We got more coming up be sure to follow andrea
0: k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan
1: page at andrea k
0: spelled k-a-y-e
1: andrea k
2: telling you like it is all while eating a donut too it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show as we wrap up this week. Oh, yeah, we got to get a little Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, almost forgot about that, right? Um, before we get to that, you know, uh, let's talk. You know, I'm always fascinated with everybody and their family traditions. One of the things that started with Christians on Easter years ago was there was this movement that Easter Bunny was bad. And, really? Yeah, that it was anti Christian. This was like going around. Uh, remember when a lot of people were like, don't you, you know, you shouldn't let your kids read Harry Potter books because there was sorcery uh-huh. in it and different stuff. It was that kind of crowd. I, you know, I don't think it's confusing to kids. No, I mean, not have at them, all. To have them do an Easter egg hunt. You know, I mean, I, I, if you explain it right, you can do both and it's totally fine. Well, well, they, you know, any kid who's going to enjoy running around the backyard trying to trying to get an, a plastic egg out of the grass is probably not really going to grasp the whole concept of the plan of salvation anyway. So I don't think we've really got a problem. Plus, you know, it's a way old. to
1: exhaust their sugar intake, <laughs> which is always as a parent. And when my kids were smaller, it was great.
2: Uh-huh. All right, so let's talk about Easter traditions.
1: You're going to love this. Okay, okay. So, so typically uh, most of my family uh, gathers at my sister-in-law's house or my parents' house. And we're all not religious. Um, some of us are. Some of us aren't. So I tend to try and go to a Good Friday service of some point. Normally, it's either with myself and the kids or just by myself. But we'll gather at one of those two households and just have a lot of food, and there'll be an egg. Hunt for the kids, and my kids, even though they're twenty three, will probably still participate in the egg hunt this year. You will love this, so was it last Easter or the Easter before? I wanted to do something a little extra Eastery, something a little a little fun, so you know, rabbits obviously associated with Easter. so what did I do? I made rabbit taquitos.
2: You made rabbit taquitos. I did. My bestie was in town this weekend. She was, and uh, we were watching food shows, and one had rabbit. She's like, "Have you ever eaten rabbit?" I'm like, "Of course I have. You haven't. You're from Louisiana, so yeah." Really um, good. How did you Because rabbit can be it, it can be gamey. You got to know what you're doing with rabbit. We don't have time to get into the recipe. How was it received?
1: Actually, for those that tried it, which was very few, it was mostly me. My mother tried it. My sister-in-law. No, she didn't try it, my brother did. For the for the few that did, loved it.
2: Were you like, "Yay, you want to eat some Easter bunny?" Here. Take, <laughs> no, <taste." laughs> that
1: was the original <laughs> joke, yes.
2: All right. Um so what is your tra- like for us for Easter it was always ham. I mean, that was uh, that was our Easter thing. We we typically yeah.
1: do ham too. And my my brother and sister-in-law whenever they're hosting it at their house, they c- tend to do a ham off to see who mm-hmm. uh, who okay. does the best ham, yeah.
2: All right. I don't have a problem with a little food competition. You know, the Greeks eat lamb and there's actually a different Easter by the way the Greeks actually celebrate Easter on a different Easter And even Sunday though I'm Christian
1: the, uh, I do actually like to go to uh, I'm not Catholic but I do like the ceremony of Catholic Mass on a Good Friday and I've done that for a number of years.
2: I've never been a good, you would think I would from Louisiana. Right? I have my family's Catholic and the state's divided by parish. I've never been to Mass on, good, on, uh, on a Good on. It's
1: very it, it's probably as somber a service as you can get and it's very reflective and I even think as a Christian if you were to go towards a Catholic uh, Mass on a Good Friday It really puts things In a Very Unique And Personal perspective Mm -hmm. On where you are
2: Yeah Okay Um Nothing wrong with a good brunch, too. If you're out no, there going, you know what? I'm not going to cook. I'm gonna ha- I am I, I love a good Easter brunch because, you know, I'm not one when it comes to holidays that wants to spend five days cooking and preparing for a meal that's going to get eaten in 15 minutes. And then I got to spend five days cleaning up. I mean, that's not really my jam. All right. Um, Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week.
1: <sighs> okay. Hero-, are, it's
2: all, Hero is always tough.
1: I'm actually going to go. I, I, I was just thinking about this while you were talking to Don. Hero of the week for me, I'm actually going to say Jesus Christ. Wow. Because at the end of the day, no matter how many bad news stories we report, and lately there's been a lot of them, or no matter how many decent people stand up for freedom, it doesn't matter unless you have your trust in the Lord.
2: Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, your stink.
1: Uh, still the Republican Party, because with everything we've been talking about now, there's the vaccine passports that are, you know, making the making the headlines. Also, some new app that the Biden administration is considering making uh, mm. every American have to prove who they are. And I see no pushback.
2: You're right, because you think about where we are. We would would we have any of this? First of all, I got to put Trump in in, uh, um, in contention for possibly for my state. Really? I got to tell you why he allowed uh, Bernie. And Fauci to come in with unsubstantiated hysteria that really launched all of the and paved the way and gave drugs the the keys to the liquor to the liquor cabinet and you know and and but the the Republican Party had an opportunity to push back and they didn't. did we also had a Supreme Court that had an opportunity to hear cases we actually had Amy Coney Barrett right. Uh, the opinion that said that G- Governor Newsom he couldn't discriminate and keep and, and keep uh, Walmart completely open and churches completely shut down he had to make it consistent if this at whatever percent capacity but she went on to say that he had the power as a governor to um to decide on capacity as well as to restrict singing by the choir that's some serious stinkage part of the, you know uh, for all time. for all of Trump's mistake in the initial he trusted that. At some point, that they actually did that this was about a virus, and that it was, and that he was doing the right thing to protect people because he he loves people. At the point in which it was clear that games were being played, the Republican Party had an opportunity to stop this. Nobody would be, we would not be in any way even. Under any possibility of a vaccine passport if we had a Republican Party that did its job. If even
1: half of them stood up. That's right. But nobody did. Right.
2: Um, my hero of, of the week, I, I think, and I don't usually give it to a politician, I'm loving what Governor DeSantis is doing down there in Oh, Florida. he's
1: spectacular. I, I, I will be honest. I know we have a couple of minutes left. we got three minutes left. He is probably, right now, and I don't like to single out any individual, typically. I, I like to just, you know, go, I'm like... You, I like going towards ideas. But what he has done in Florida, yes, it has not been perfect. Let's you know, let's not try and sugarcoat anything. But he has been standing up for freedom time and time again, and my hat's off to him. I, I, yeah. I, I wish the state of Florida well, and I'd like to do a governor swap.
2: Well, oh yeah, like the old TV show Wife Swap. Absolutely, yeah, we'll, we'll trade you. We'll trade. We'll we'll throw in somebody else with Gavin Newsom. We'll give you. We'll give you a Kristi Noem. Kirsty who I don't like at all up there because she's continuing to try to justify her caving into the right. Right. Far left uh, progressive, she's kind of she's kind of a perpetual stink for me right now. She's trying to justify saying that um, she she didn't she just returned that bill on banning transgender in sports on style. No, lady, you wiped out all the the opportunity for students to sue. You wiped out any um, d- any measures to stop retaliation. So she's a perpetual stink for me at this point. And back to DeSantis but, real quick.
1: Uh, why I, yeah. I think you brought him up is because he's the only person. The only person I have heard that is standing up against these vaccine passports.
2: He's standing up against vaccine passports. When he did initial shutdowns of beaches and stuff and he he realized it was a mistake, he came out and said, I'm reopening stuff. The the data isn't there. Um, He um, uh, has pushed back against uh, the media. He's brilliant in press conferences. He doesn't allow himself to be bullied. And I think that uh, he's actually there are people that, and I don't know if we have time for you to respond, but there are people that are saying, you know what, I'm going to leave the Trump train uh, Uh, for 2024 if DeSantis throws his hat in your thoughts
1: wow you know it's something that I kind of had in my head Andrea and didn't really explore Uh, point blank I can really with what I have seen I can't say I wouldn't be right there with him
2: yeah Interesting thing to think about. All right. We want to wish you all a very, very happy Easter. Very blessed Easter. Yes. Very blessed Easter. We love you all so much. And we want to, uh, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying on the cross for our sins. Amen. We'll see you all Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time.
1: Peace out. Peace out.